Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Hey friends, it's great to be back with you for another episode here of the Inner Revolution podcast. Uh, I'm the host, Pastor Jason Moore, and it's been a little while. I apologize, things have been a little bit hectic on my end in a good way, Um, busy with the right things. So I've not been dropping so many of these podcasts. So um, yeah, hope you're enjoying them and hope they're relevant and encouraging and also something that is strengthening you in your faith. And uh, today I want to talk a little bit about psychic noise, and it's a term that in our ministry has uh, really, it's very insightful because uh, as Christians uh, in John chapter 9, we are children of the day, we are looking and seeing so many things change, and it can be very unsettling. Uh, We love normalcy, we love things to be in a place where, you know, you know, (laughs) just normal, pretty much, uh, just enjoy uh, predictability in a lot of ways. But uh, faith is not born on uh, when things are just routine, uh, but really faith is when things are shaken up in our response to it. You know, we can't necessarily control what happens all the time or most of the time, but we can certainly uh, control the way we respond. And that's really the point here. Uh, but again, in our world where there's just so much division, so much um, turmoil, I mean, uh, just watching the, the headlines, it's just your head is spinning. Um, so as Christians, we just really need to focus in this day and age to really understand it's a supernatural battle. Our prayer, our walking out of faith, our words, these are really important uh, things to uh, create and take control of the atmosphere uh, around us because um, psychic noise, the noise in our soul can really overpower us. It can cripple us. It can uh, render us passive. Um, and so I want to talk a little bit about what that means. And as a man, uh, you know, or a woman for that matter, we have to really address uh, what goes on in our heart and our mind and our soul, because really it's the heart that controls the mind, the mind, uh, programs or dictates to the body. And then we act out, uh, these things that we believe. So psychic noise, um, you know, this can be something from our past. It can be something, um, maybe uh, that we've experienced, Uh, maybe it's tucked away and really not dealt with, maybe it was a trauma, maybe it was something that, um, you know, it was so terrible that we haven't, we just, we've uh, suppressed it. And in some cases, there's repression where we unconsciously have tucked it away. And life's triggers and uh, changes in life tend to unearth what goes on in our unconscious and brings it to our subconscious, which um, acts out into our conscious mind. So psychic noise, psychic noise. Uh, and I want to just think about it for a minute, like uh, in this regard, in Psalm chapter 42, verse 5, 
and it says this, it's a verse, and also it's the same similar verses in Psalm 13 too, but uh, 42.5, it says, why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him. Uh, think about that, for the help of his countenance. Okay, again, he says it in six, oh my God, my soul is cast down within me, therefore will I remember thee. So, okay, think about this, projections. Uh, these are suggestions from the atmosphere that the devil traffics through the air with a word. Uh, maybe he brings to your mind a memory, uh, something that uh, touches your heart and... Um, you know, it's a, there's a decision in your heart to either accept or reject, to um, embrace or deflect. And so this projection, this power of suggestion in, in the atmosphere becomes something that comes at you through the eye gate, the ear gate. Uh, maybe it's a, a subjective feeling. So it comes at you. This projection, uh, depending on how you handle it, sometimes we can have crazy thoughts. And 2 Corinthians 10, 5 tells us to cast down vain imagination. Anything that exalts itself above the knowledge or argues against who God is in your life, cast it down to, to deflect it, to not even entertain it. Um, projections, the devil constantly is sending accusations in 12, 12 of revelations against the believer. Why? Because projections oftentimes are lies. They're oftentimes a false reality. Uh, oftentimes they are meant to bring in confusion, double-mindedness. Uh, so these projections, uh, you know, let's say that they're from the atmosphere in, in this sense, they begin they touch something in our heart that's maybe uncrucified or an unresolved conflict, and they begin to be created as reflections. So projections enter into reflections. Now we begin to think about the information. Uh, if it's information that hasn't gone through the cross, then it becomes uncontrolled information, which means it's like rogue. It's like a free radical in our body where, um, you know, there's really no truth to it, but there's feeling, there's emotion, there is, um, you know, there's just, uh, the devil can energize it, okay? So, for instance, let's say someone might feel unclean, okay? And so, that projection, the atmosphere may bring up a past sin. The reflection is all of a sudden, okay, now there's truth to that in in, in my subjective mind, and I say, okay, um, you know, I begin to reflect on my past sin that has been confessed of, uh, forsaken and moved on. But the devil loves to bring up the ledger. He loves to bring up the past. He loves to bring up uh, these sins that God says, I have forgiven you, Psalm 103. And, and you're, there's been forgiveness as far as the East is from the West. And I do not deal with you in your sin. That's a beautiful promise in 103.10 and 12. So knowing who God is really deals with not only projections, but reflections. So let's say the projection gets in, there's reflections. Now all of a sudden the devil is um, trying to bring up the past. Let's say someone has made a mistake 
And uh, the devil loves to capitalize on the mistakes and or uh, bring in guilt and shame. But there's been forgiveness with God that he may be feared. So, and then what happens uh, with projections and reflections? Um, all of a sudden, our heart begins to, uh, in the wrong sense, the flesh begins to speak. And this is where psychic noise comes in, where all of a sudden the projections now have a place uh, of authority in our life. Like someone might look at themselves and uh, say, nobody loves me, or I'm not worthy of somebody's love, or nothing's ever going to turn around for me. These things always happen to me. Bad things always happen to me. Like those are projections that now are created as reflections that become confessions. And uh, confessions is really dangerous because now the noise in my soul my soul begins to be disquieted. Now, when that happens is my emotions become in, my, in the driver's seat, uh, the emotions which emote, uh, emotions don't think, uh, they respond to the good and bad, uh, but they begin to overcome logic. They begin to overcome uh, sound, uh, sound critical thinking because now I'm feeling like someone might say, you know, I'm... Uh, you know, I don't feel safe today, or I don't feel like I belong, or nobody loves me in the church, or um, my my wife or my husband, and you can fill in the blank. Like, what happens is my feelings begin to uh, override truth, and they begin to usurp uh, authority. And then what happens is we then begin to blame others. We then begin to... Uh, judge ourselves according to half-truths, and our past conquers our present. So you can just see how psychic noise uh, can really be uh, detrimental. It must be dealt with in our life. It's like Goliath screaming at the Israelites for 40 days. I mean, people were paralyzed and crippled. Uh, in fear. And I see that all over the place with the pandemic. It's like the psychic noise of death, 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 uh, the psychic noise of safety, 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 psychic noise of, you know, isolation, 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 um, social distancing, social distancing, social distancing. I mean, the buzzwords are there that says, get away from people. You're going to get infected. You're going to die. You're going to lose everything. So fear is really uh, rampant right now. And the devil loves it because it's psychic noise. Uh, it's something where it's projected through the eye gate, the ear gate, it's reflected. Wow, this could happen to me, or this happened to me, or you know, what would happen if this did happen to me? And all of a sudden there's that second guessing and overthinking. And, and then the confession happens. We begin to confess those things that may never happen, but we create our own reality by confessing them and, and actually unconsciously choosing for them to happen. So really, really important to get a hold of psychic noise. And this is what the psalmist is saying, he says, you have to address it. You have to identify where the anxiety is coming from. You have to identify the hole in the boat is what I call it, where stress has now become internalized. We have to um, take the truth of God and let it be an armor 
in Romans 13, 12. Uh, otherwise, the psychic noise, which oftentimes our feelings can be lying to us, uh, we can turn the the uh, we can turn the lie into truth by uh, by focusing on on something that's not even really there. Our mind can play tricks on us, and this is where a psychological slavery comes in. It's a term I read this week that really shows what's going on in a lot of people's lives. Um, I'm sure we've all experienced this, where we become psychologically a slave. We forget our rights, we forget our authority, we forget who we are, we willingly surrender and shackle ourselves into, into chains and into vices that cause us to live a, a life that's so small, that's subservient to others, other dictators, and fear is a dictator. Shame is a dictator. Guilt is a dictator. And they need to be dethroned. They need to be addressed. And this is what happens. Uh, the writer is saying, I remember you and I will hope in you. And in Psalm 17, 15, I will behold you. And I, I got to say, as Christians, we, we better get some backbone uh, with what's coming down the pike here, because... Um, if we don't deal with psychic noise, we're going to be like sheep led to the slaughter. We're going to be blind being led by other blind people. I mean, let's, let's be real here. Address, we, gotta, we have to address what's going on in our soul. And that means our past in Galatians 6.14 needs to be crucified in Galatians 2.20. And it's no longer I that live, but Christ liveth in me. We're not our sin in Romans 7.20. We're not our past. We're not um, the uh, slave anymore. And in, Gal in Galatians 5.17, it's, it's a very interesting verse that helps us understand the strategy of the devil here, because if he can get the if he can render the Christian isolated and ineffective, then guess what? The devil goes unchecked. The devil has no, um, yeah, he has no resistance. And it's, it's, like, uh, it's like someone coming into a, a country and uh, they surrender on, on contact. And guess what? There's no resistance. There's no pushback. And it's very easy for territory to be assimilated. Why? Because either the person's not prepared, they're not equipped, uh, or they're just, um, they're, they're, <laughs> they just don't care. They just don't have a, a backbone to push back. And, and, uh, and we've all been there. We all, maybe we're there today. We, we all have fear in our lives, but we're not going to let the devil walk in and take over territory that God himself gave us as a precious gift to use as a steward of his manifold grace. Well, Galatians 5.17, very interesting verse. It says, the, the flesh wars against the spirit. Okay, there's no middle ground here. The flesh is absolutely warring against the spirit. This is why, as Christians, we have to really be careful about projections that address reflections, unresolved areas in our life, areas that have not been surrendered to the cross, areas that the devil knows uh, 
like, like we could say this, that any area of sin in our life, the power of sin in our life is in any uncrucified area of our heart. That's why uh, sexual sin, that's why um, unforgiveness, that's why um, anger, pride, these are, these are areas where self needs to be dethroned. And that happens by surrendering to the right thing, and that's to Jesus Christ. That is to have a diet of truth and to really focus on understanding who is lying to me. You know, and the more we know the truth, the less... Uh, the less uh, easy it is to be uh, overcome by the lie, okay? And by the way, you know, I think of Mordecai. I mean, he stood up and he didn't count his life dear to himself. And, and what's the big deal anyway? Death, what's the big deal? I think people are uh, frantically afraid of the wind that blows is because they do not understand uh, death. They do not understand heaven. They do not understand the reason and purpose of life. So if someone's like putting their trust in man-made things, uh, then I would say their spirituality is very weak. And this is where we can be gracious and we can be very clear that our hope is in God. And we are on this earth as long as God wills it. And uh, we're taught to number our days in Psalm 90, verse 11 and 12. And we're here as long as our purpose is to be fulfilled. That might be 90 years, that may be 20 years, it might be 40 years, might be two years. Who knows? Who knows the eternal purpose in 311 of Ephesians that God has? But if I'm not fellowshipping with that, I'm going to be afraid of the lion that's in the street. By the way, lions don't go in streets. You know, they're, you know, we'll begin to imagine a vain thing. And this is where our world is today. They're seeking direction. There's the mob mentality. There is um, the emotions have uh, overcome logic and truth. And the devil loves it because the emotions don't think. They just, you know, here comes the, it's like, it's like a spray of water. It's like, you know, someone sprays you with water. If I don't have a covering, I'm going to get, I'm going to get, um, impacted by the water. Um, but if, if there's a covering, there's a repelling and there is a deflecting and there is something guarding my mind. There's something guarding your soul. There's something guarding your heart. If I'm not in the word, guess what? I'm going to be run over like a Mack truck. I'm going to be ground up like a meat grinder. Why? Because we're an op we're like an open sieve. It's like, you know, one writer said it like this, the birds can fly over my head, but they're not going to land in my hair. Why? <laughs> because we have something else going on in our mind. We don't have just this, um, you know, this fleeting thought. We have a mindset grounded in truth. So anxiety bows, fear bows, guilt bows. So yes, there's definitely uncertainty, but wisdom and knowledge in Isaiah 33, 6 is the stability of our times. So where is the wisdom coming from? Well, James chapter 3, 12 through 15, we want it to come from above. If I'm not actively pursuing the Lord, filling my mind and heart, we will become a casualty. It's just not if, but when. So um, I want to just really say this, psychic noise, address the psychic noise in your life. Uh, the bad self-image, the the accusation, uh, whatever it is that's gnawing at you or I, 
we have to we have to line it up with truth, cast it down, deflect it, and say that's not how God thinks about me. That's not who God is. That's not who God or why God has called me to this place. Uh, but we have to get a little feisty with the devil because he is not playing games. He is warring against the spirit to take us out. So again, uh, the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And they are contrary one to another so that you cannot do the things that you would. So again, I'm not going to try to say that culture is a friend of God or my flesh or my sin is somehow a friend of God. No, they're an enmity with God. They're an enemy with God. That's why culture is such a, a fickle pickle, if we, if we could say that changes like the wind. Like one day it's like, oh, I'm born uh, homosexual, or I am someone that is, uh, this is the way God made me, and therefore I'm going to glorify God with my sin. But no, no, no. What are you talking about? No, no. We're crucified unto the world and the world unto us in 614 of Galatians. Now, we love everyone in the sin, and one sin is not worse than the other. If we could say one is more destructive than the other, but the point of it is, is whatever sin uh, we we have to uh, five eighteen of Ephesians. We walk in the spirit, and we do not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. So that means I could be a liar, someone that steals. I could be someone that's uh, uh, a luster, a pride of life, materialistic, whatever it is that's that's trying to ruin you. Uh, and that's by the way, that's a good point to say sin sin's magnetophone like the psychic noise the magnetophone the 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 loudspeaker of psychic noise is made by sin made by sin so if i'm entertaining or uh flirting with sin just look at samson for instance uh he caved why because the psychic noise got louder and louder and it went unchecked it went unchecked it went unchecked and so as believers we have to First uh, Corinthians chapter 9, uh, 27, I believe it is, we have to mortify our flesh. We have to surrender ourselves to God and not flirt with sin or flirt with the devil or dance with the devil for that matter. Well, again, just want to encourage us when the lion roars, roar back. And, and, and what do I, you know, the, the roar of the lion can be heard for miles and miles. How do we roar back? Well, we're no match for the lion in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Um, but it says there, cast all in 5 8, cast all your cares upon him, and for he careth for you. So it, it's like this if someone is negative around you and you don't feed that negativity, guess what? The negativity goes away. Uh, let's say someone's argumentative, you don't argue with them, the argument eventually loses its steam. It's like fire. You stop putting wood on the fire, it eventually goes out. So when we roar back, we revenge disobedience with obedience. So I'm not out there um, fighting flesh against flesh, but we are fighting in the spirit on our knees with our testimony. We're standing up for truth by communicating truth uh, intelligently uh, graciously and in a spirit of humility in Galatians 6 1. So let's not be, let's not have psychological slavery. Let's not uh, 
tether ourselves to something that's going to lead us backwards. So our confession must be different. Our actions must be different. Our attitude must be different. And get refreshed in the spirit, Acts 3.19. Get refreshed in his Holy Spirit. Take extra time to be in, encouraged in the word. And um, absolutely, uh, we, we are weak, but he is strong in us. So projections lead to reflections that lead to confessions. And this list could be so much longer. And, um, you know, you know, we could literally go into a fetal position on the floor in our heart because these things can cripple us. And that's the devil's plan. But instead, we're victors, not victims. We're victors. We stand in truth. We stand in grace. We stand in faith. We communicate words of life, words of truth with a spirit of wisdom. We're not antagonistic. We're not trying to be sarcastic. Uh, we're uh, not acquiescing. I love that word, acquiesce. We do not surrender without protest. But instead, we're like, we're like, hey, listen, you know, we're not going to let that into our house. Psalm 101, we're going to walk perfectly in our house with a, with, a, with a mature heart. We're not, you know, you might do that outside, but we're not, that's not entering my house. You know, we're going to protect our, the house of our heart. We want to, in Isaiah 66, to tremble at his word and make sure that our heart is a resting place for God. So the last thing I'll just say is isolation. This is like the flavor of the day. We want to the devil wants to lead us to a place where we're alone. It's not good for man to be alone, 218 of Genesis. We're left with our own thoughts. We're left to interpret things based on our own human understanding, and we become our own God. And I see this a lot today, isolation. Listen, if you're led away, you're an easy target. I'm an easy target. So let's draw near to our Bibles. Let's draw near to other believers. Let's draw near to the church. And uh, know that we're in a war. Are you dressed for battle? Or, are, you know, do, are you dressed for battle? Or do you still have your PJs on? Uh, do, you, uh, do you have a, a weapon of warfare? Or do you have a squirt gun? Uh, or worse than that, are, we, are you unarmed? Because the devil loves that. Let's address the psychic noise in our life. Don't let the devil have the upper hand. The past is in the past. Let it go. Let it go. Otherwise, it will lead you away from God. And let's uh, not give the emotions uh, the driver's seat. Say, you know, you have to talk to yourself, speak to yourself and say, why are you disquieted with me? Why are you, why are you upset? Why are you divided? Why are you disrupted? You know, who cares in a lot of ways what people are saying? What is God saying? What is God saying? What is the Bible saying? That's the ultimate truth. Culture. Culture is just on a vicious cycle. We can see so much of the attitude of the 60s coming in these days, uh, and truth just repeats itself if we don't learn its lessons. So we should not be surprised, but we want to be careful not to enter into it and become a casualty, but we can stand in truth. We're in a very dangerous day, perilous times, and we should defend our, our, our liberties, our religious liberties, absolutely. And we should defend it by coming together and pushing back and saying, nope, I'm not giving up my right to gather. Uh, nope, I'm not giving away my freedom for religious freedoms. Uh, nope, I'm not going to bow and uh, go quietly into the night. Nope, 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 nope.
And by the grace of God, we know that God himself in Exodus 14, 14 will fight the battle and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church for that matter. So address psychic noise in your, in your mind. If there's a gnawing thought, a gnawing projection, a gnawing temptation, address the uncrucified area in your life and say, Lord, help. I am no match for this. And I surrender it to you. I surrender the bad self-image, the, the uh, insecurity or the pride or the, uh, the, just the spirit of, of loneliness or the spirit of, of feeling that maybe someone said to you in your past, you'll never, you're a loser. You'll never uh, make up You'll never be anything. That's psychic noise that, if we believe it, can really have a root of bitterness in our heart. And, and Hebrews 12, 15, it can be a root of bitterness that springs up and defiles you and I and many other people. So ask yourself, is this something that God would say to me? Is this something that the Bible reflects? Is this something that reveals the heart and nature of God? And if it is, embrace it. If it doesn't, deflect it. Have an awesome day. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.